0: Your work week is over.
1: We ever,
0: you know that new sound you're looking for? Well, listen to this.
2: Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL.
0: This is the last word, the off-season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman
2: and Matt Taylor. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. You can download the app today, make every moment more. Joining me as usual, the man, the myth, the voice of the Colts, Mayte, Matt Taylor on the line. Mayte, happy weekend to you. How are things early on?
3: It's good. It's good. It's good to be back. Got a little getaway. Missed you guys last week. Good to be back in the continental United States. I don't know. Do the Florida Keys count as continental United States? Oh, I guess they you do. were
2: down in Florida Keys. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. close to being outside the skirts, outside the skirts <laughs> as we like to call it, the That's sticks. Right. But I thought you brought the family down to Holiday World out down in Santa Claus, Indiana, and did that <laughs> splish splash. Had the kids getting wet in the, in the thing down the toboggan run, you know, with the uh, splish splash world. <laughs> yeah, this what was am I talking about? This was a little
3: bit more remote than that. Had a great time. We actually didn't take the kids. The Mrs. and I, 10-year anniversary, really? Jeffrey. Yeah, 10 years. So We we were down there celebrating that for a couple days. Good to be back. Good to be back with you on the line and uh, talking some Colts football, getting ready for training camp.
2: Drinking the red wine, watching the waves crash, listening to Barry (laughs) Manilow with the missus. Oh, you know me, Jeffrey.
3: That's textbook.
2: I love it. Good for you. Okay, we got to talk some football. We're going to get out of the love world for a minute. We're going to talk about on this show tonight, the training camp that's coming up a little over a month from now. It is right around the corner. We're going to break down some burning questions along the offensive line tonight as well. Danny Pinter, Danny Pinter, the local young man. He's going to be, uh, he's gonna be joining us later on in the show to find out what he's going to bring to that everyday position. That's right, the starting right guard Danny Pinter out of Ball State. We're going to find out more about him, what his plans are for the summer, and what he expects out of himself and this team come training camp. But first, got to start on a down note, Mayte. Uh, one of the most popular Colts ever, and I know it was a few years ago uh, that he played here, but Tony Saragusa, the goose, is dead at the age of 55. He passed away earlier in the week on Wednesday. Uh, We knew what what he meant to the Colts locker room. Uh, We knew what he meant to this Colts organization inside the front office and out. Uh, Simply put, Jim Irsay loved him, Uh, Colts owner, and talked about that, uh, his love for Tony Saragusa on Twitter, and he says, I'm heartbroken, as is all of Colts nation, the goose squeezed 200 fun-loving years into 55, he was one of the most physically strong players I have ever seen in 50 years of professional football. Mayte, tell me what you remember about the Goose, Tony Saragusa.
3: Yeah, I, I unfortunately never got the chance to meet him or or cover him, but he was part of that team for me in my childhood that captivated, you know, the city of Indianapolis in 1995. That Colts team kind of helped turn the franchise into what it is today in terms of popularity in the city and the state. And he was just a big-time character on that team that unexpectedly went to the AFC Championship game. He knocked off the Chiefs, knocked off the Chargers. And he's one of the first Colts players that I can remember, again, as a youngster to really kind of connect with the city and the fans after the move from Baltimore. He invested in charities. You know, I think he had his own radio show, had a lot of fun. He was on the Bob and Tom show from time to time. He was just really funny. He was opinionated. He was thoughtful. He was self-deprecating. And you could tell that he played his heart and soul out in the field. He was just a character, and I'm always going to remember him on that team that kind of helped turn the Colts into a a big deal in town. Before that run, Jeffrey, I mean, Indianapolis was it was the Indy five hundred. It was the Pacers, sure. right? The Pacers and Knicks rivalry. It was IU basketball. And that kind of helped turn the corner into what the Colts are now in terms of popularity and just the Colts. Uh, Meaning a ton into the fabric of this city and this state
2: here. Yeah, for the the first real time that the Indianapolis Colts had some postseason success was in those Tony Saragusa years, obviously with Captain Comeback at the helm uh, with Jim Harbaugh, so uh, those are missed, those set that precedent, that was a foundation of Colts football, obviously winning and doing it the right way in Indianapolis for the first time in that 95 season, so Tony Saragusa, we're going to miss you, we're going to miss the antics, I have a lot of people that have great stories about him, one of my favorite goose stories is he would walk in time to time in the weight room on the Monday or Tuesday that the boys would be off, but he'd still be lifting and working out, but he would just be wearing tennis shoes Mayte. that's it that's it no no that's it he would walk in there buck you know what naked and he would have his tennis shoes on and that's it he'd go station to station oh he just God. letting everything letting the front office hang out yep, yeah that... sure he was that's what he was
3: <laughs> Tony that's, Saragusa. That's well put the front office because that is that is the very front office.
2: <laughs> but that's the kind of guy he was. And making things in the locker room a lot easier. And uh, our heart and our thoughts and prayers and our hearts are broken for this. And they go out to the Saragusa family that, um, yeah. that uh, you know, this is a tough loss. What a young man at 55 years of age and having a great career. Right. So, Tony Saragusa, we're going to miss you. And uh, something that he didn't like was offensive linemen. So, let's flip the switch, mate, and talk about offensive linemen like Tony Saragusa would not we're going to answer some questions with training camp being about five weeks away these are burning questions for each position group we do it week in and week out we had the wide receivers recently but now we're going to talk about the big fellas up front and i'm talking about the offensive line matey First burning question right out the gate, and you guys, you guys listening right now, you know what this question is going to be. So I'm going to say it nice and slow. Matt Taylor, who <laughs> starts at left tackle for the Colts this season?
3: Yeah, that's probably. I mean, it's that's an appropriate place to start in terms of burning questions because it is the the biggest question on the offensive line, and I think it's it's a battle between Matt Pryor. And Bernard Ryman. Uh, The Colts are going to have two new starters, by the way, on the O-line this year. That's the most changeover uh, or change up in terms of the starting rotation since 2018 because Eric Fisher is no longer on the team. Mark Lewinsky left in free agency. That's going to free up the right guard spot. You've got Pryor, and he has started two games in his professional or college career at left tackle. So it's going to be really interesting no matter how you slice this. He started against the Raiders. Late in the season last year, he played very well and then saw some time against the Jaguars in Week 18. And the Colts are really high on his ability to play that spot. They brought him back in free agency. He's been focused on playing left tackle all offseason. He's trimmed some weight to play that spot. And then you've got Ryman, and he's interesting because he's a rookie. He's never played in a game. He's obviously learning the NFL game, you know, in general altogether for the first time. But the Colts are also pretty high on him as well. They drafted him in the third round. He started as as a tight end in college, made the switch to tackle at Central Michigan, came over from Austria as a foreign exchange
2: student. Austria.
3: Uh, His final two seasons, he played at left tackle, gave up only one sack in that time. So he acclimated very, very well. So the Colts think they have two guys that can play that spot. Ryman obviously is going to go through that natural uh, rookie progression. So I think it's Pryor who probably has the leg up as of right now going into camp, but the Colts are going to rotate both of those guys with the first-team offense during camp, and they're going to play the best player at that spot no matter where he comes from or how he was acquired. So it's going to be a really, really fun battle to see kind of who wins that at the end of training camp in the preseason.
2: Depth, depth, and more depth is what is needed on the offensive line, and it sounds like the Colts are doing okay at the left tackle position, but we need to find out the proof's in the pudding, and I like the rookie. I like Ryman. I like what we're talking about. I say, you throw that guy who I think is ready who's long in the tooth. I mean, he's a little bit older than normal rookies. I think he is ready to step in at the left tackle position and play it. Like you said, giving up one sack over two years in the Mid-American Conference. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit different in the NFL. I get that, Matt. But I think this young man is ready to show that he is ready to play day in and day out in the NFL, and Matt Pryor, I love him. Matt Pryor's a swing guy. He can play across, not across the board, but we do have, uh, you know, experience at the right side as well as the left side. So, I like the rookie going in, but I love that Pryor's ready to play on either side. Now, younger players, we're going to talk to him, we're going to hear from him later, but Danny Pinter who we talked about, he's a full-time starter. Glowinski is now a New York Giant and Pinter is in here saying, hey, I'm ready to play football. The kid comes from Min- Muncie. He's a hometown Ken, what do you like about Penner, Matt?
3: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's absolutely ready. He looks like a natural at the right guard spot. And anytime he's had to play and start through his first two years, he's played really well. He started four games for Ryan Kelly the last two years. He didn't allow a sack in 226 offensive snaps. And the running game was awesome when he was in there. The Colts averaged right. almost 200 yards per game in the three games that he started last season. So it's pretty cool. As you said, the journey he's been on—a tight end in high school at South Bend Adams, moved to tackle, and you know at Ball State in college, one of the best tackles in all of college football. Uh, despite playing in the MAC, and now here he is—he's an interior offensive lineman in the NFL, and he's going to start. He's going to be the right guard for this team heading into his third season in the NFL with the Colts.
2: Can't wait. More Danny Pinner. We're going to ch- sit down with Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, had a chance to check in with Danny Pinner, find out what's going on in his brain getting ready for training camp, which is about five weeks away. We are going burning questions. This week we're talking offensive line. Simply put, Matt Taylor, is Quentin Nelson the best offensive guard in the NFL? Yeah, I would
3: say still the best still. guard in the NFL, unquestionably. And, You know, he just continues to get it done. He's played with four quarterbacks in four years. I mean, check this out. 4,000 snaps, over 4,000 snaps for Quentin Nelson so far in his career, Jeffrey. And he's allowed only four sacks. Four sacks in four years, 4,000 snaps. I mean, the guy's incredible. And he continues to play through things that not a lot of guys would would, would be out there with. I mean, last year he had two off-season surgeries, a training camp surgery to remove a loose piece of a bone in his foot. It's the same procedure that Carson Wentz had. He had the high ankle sprain. He had the back issue, and he just missed minimal time. So he's one of the toughest players in the league. He's one of the best players in the league, and he brings that that edge to the offensive line both you know physically and mentally, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him contractually you're coming up soon because he's playing on the last year oh, of his rookie man. deal. You know
2: <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm laughing because because you contractually I love the way you said that because it it, it means big <laughs> big, big dollars for Quentin Nelson when Jim Ursay finally cuts a check for this offensive lineman who may take, as we said earlier, will be getting left tackle money by yeah. playing offensive guard. That's what we have with big Q.
3: Well, you know me, I'm not a big business guy. I don't, I don't dive into the finances. I just focus on what they do on the field. And, you know, Chris Ballard has been pretty open about the importance of Nelson on the team. So we'll leave that to him. But Um, He's going to be a pro bowler. He's going to be an all-pro player every single year of his career so long that he stays healthy. And again, yes, he still – that's the underlying word, still – is the best offensive guard in the NFL.
2: We're in good shape on the offensive line, but I got to talk to you about injuries and depth. What happens, Matt? The last burning question on the offensive line. Depth, depth, depth. Do they have enough depth overall? And what are some young players looking like that we haven't even talked about that are going to make up this offensive line? One thing real quick, Tane, I've said it before. I don't understand sometimes, and that's not why I'm a GM, but to let Chris Reed go, who was a backup last year, who played across the board, can snap the ball and play both uh, guard, positions heck he played offensive tackle a little bit at college up in Minnesota but I don't know what happened with Chris Reed I know he's no longer a Colt what about depth on this offensive line for our Colts
3: well it's it's a good question because depth on the offensive line that was tested last year and it's tested basically every year you know the Colts projected starting O-line last season played together in just four games they used 10 different starting combinations last season Nine players started at least three games along the offensive line. And to your point about Chris Reed, I will say the Colts have been pretty methodical about the depth that they've added to the offensive line this off season. And I think it's actually pretty good heading into camp. You've got interior O-line depth at guard with Will Fries and then Jason Spriggs. And, and we haven't talked a lot about him. He was added just a few weeks ago and he can play guard. He can play tackle He's going into his seventh season out of Indiana. This is going to be his fifth different team. He's from Elkhart, Indiana, so a local guy, but I think that's a good signing. And then at tackle, you've got you got whoever doesn't start between Pryor and Ryman as a possible swing guy. They can play left side and, and sure. on the right side. You've got Dennis Kelly, you know, a widely Love Dennis veteran. Kelly. Yeah, Dennis yes. Kelly came over from the Titans, uh, you know, spent last year with the Packers. He adds a lot of savviness to that offensive line group. I actually think the Colts have some good depth. And, again, inevitably that depth will be called upon to play, so it's something the Colts have always prioritized, and we saw that, again, methodically play out this offseason.
2: Good stuff on that offensive line. We're going to hear from Danny Pinter in a minute. Registration for the 10th Annual Indianapolis Colts 5K Run Walk, presented by Indiana University Health and sponsored in part by WTTV, TV, CBS, and Meyer. It's now open. All in-person events are going to take place at Lucas Oil Stadium on Saturday, August 27th. That's right. You and the family and friends get on down to the stadium. Participants will finish the race on the 50-yard line. Enjoy a post-race celebration. Participants, you're going to receive a finisher t-shirt of medal, and a ticket to the Colts home preseason game. Verse... Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks that evening. It's a night game down at Lucas Oil Stadium. Hopefully Brady plays. More info and to register, it's simple. Log on to Colts5k.com. That's Colts5k.com. When we come back, we're going to hear from Danny Pinner, who's in line to be the team's starting right guard after the departure of Mark Blowinski to the New York Giants and free agency. We'll hear about how his first two seasons have gone, how thankful he is to have COVID restrictions no longer in place, and what it's been like working with with a veteran like Matt Ryan at quarterback. This is the last word on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. We're back with more right after this.
0: We now return to the offseason
2: home of the Colts. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Welcome back to The Last Word. We're Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Mayte, you got in the ACDC book, didn't you? Back
3: in Black album, Shake a Leg. This song will make you drive fast down the uh, the Autobahn uh, if you're Brian Johnson and company. So let's get it on here on a Friday night with some ACDC.
2: How about it? One day I'll have a long talk with you, Mayte, and tell you about the time Angus Young and I were lost at an <laughs> auditorium <laughs> In Germany, in Germany, playing a rock and roll festival in an outdoor stadium. I was lost in the bowels of this big, huge stadium underneath one floor below the main floor, and I'm walking, and no one's around me. I'm trying to find out how I can get upstairs, who is walking next to me or walking towards me. I got a gentleman who is maybe five foot two inches tall. Who had on regular pants and a regular look he didn't have the the little schoolboy outfit on yeah he, he, was wasn't, angus wearing young. he wasn't wearing the and hat he said no he wasn't he was smoking a cigarette long hair and he said listen man, you as lost as i am but he, i did it in an australian <laughs> accident and i said yes i am i'm trying to find a door to get to an elevator to get upstairs so i kind of muscled it out with <laughs> angus young way back in the day that's over 30 years ago for everybody listening right now so we do have a little connection with the acdc i'm glad you played it today mate.
3: Um, my, my father-in-law said that acdc opened up for- kiss like back in the 70s uh at market square arena and no one knew who acdc was at the time (laughs) right they're just the opening band and angus young remember the concourse like the the middle concourse that you could walk around the arena on at market square arena he is playing guitar he's just dancing and playing guitar (laughs) all over that concourse area at market square arena And then everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? And, then of course, after the concert's over, everybody goes out, you know, to Karma or your local record store, and they buy the ACDC album. And, yeah, he said it was one of the best shows he's ever seen. He said ACDC better than Kiss that night.
2: And People will laugh at me on this because I'm an old guy, but I don't care. I thought uh, in the last couple of years, ACDC as a Super Bowl halftime act would have just blown the doors off the place. 100%. I mean, hit after hit after hit. After hit. Play the medley up there. Everybody knows those tunes.
3: Oh, yeah. It, it's the same mindset that you should have with Carb Day. Just go out there. It should be a karaoke contest. It should be yes. a sing-along.
2: Everybody wants to just have
3: fun. And there's a lot of people that, that downplay ACDC's contribution to, you know, rock and roll history. Oh, come on. Because it's like three or four chords over and over. They're geniuses because it's they did it's, it. it's simple. It's, <laughs> it's easy simple. to identify with. I mean, a lot of people are just jealous they didn't come up with. Exactly. Just the basic chords and the riffs over and over and over. That's why they're so popular.
2: Keep the same riffs, just change the lyrics. ACDC. No, I mean it's not <laughs> that bad. But seriously, you're right. They, it's simple music, and it works for year after year after year. ACDC. Hoop Super Bowl halftime. Let's get it done, Goodell. We are brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Also, download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. This week, we talked with the sophomore jumps that are in store for guys like Quitty Pay and Dioa Dangbo. Check that out right now on. Colts. Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts Audio Network, anywhere you download your podcast. Danny Pinter is an important piece of this Colts offense. That's right. The Ball State alum is in Indianapolis. He'll be starting at the right guard position. All right, after starting just four games in his first two seasons, he's ready to roll. Earlier in the season, Pinner sat down with voice of the Colts Matt Taylor and Colts.com senior writer J.J. Stankiewicz to discuss his offseason working with Matt Ryan and begins talking about how long it took his body to feel right after the long grind of last season.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't play a full 17 games or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think I do a pretty good job of trying to maintain my body throughout the season. um, and. You know, I just, you know, the way the season ended and everything, I was ready to roll pretty fast. Um, So, you know, obviously you got to be smart and all that and uh, how how you're approaching it. But um, I mean, I got into it pretty fast and I feel pretty good right now.
3: In terms of motivation from the way the season ended, as you said, there was disappointment there. How much How much fire does that give you and the rest of your teammates going into this offseason workout program?
0: For sure. I mean, you know, I think we felt like, you know, we got a pretty special team here. Uh, I think we felt like we had that last year, and obviously everyone knows how it ended. Um, So I think that's a little chip on everyone's shoulder, and Uh uh, you can definitely feel that, and the guys are definitely motivated right now.
1: How are you taking the experience you had starting a number of games last year and and using that as, you know, is it fuel? Is it an education? Now that you're into the offseason, how do you view those games?
0: Yeah, a little bit of everything I mean really I mean my goal is just always trying to get better so um, you know I'd go back and watch those games and just just trying to approach it with a, a sense of well, what could I do different or how could I get better or how could I improve on that um, so I mean I'm I'm grateful I had those those opportunities um, because uh, that, that's what this game is it's going out and learning and uh, getting better from that. So how, that's what I've been doing
1: how do you view the the successful plays that you had I mean it's kind of the the first real lengthy, bit of tape you've had in the NFL and and some of those successful plays you know like the the one I was just watching was the the reverse to Pittman against Houston where you kind of pull way out into space and you're 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 moving down getting on a a defensive back just how how do you handle watching the successful plays and what do you you look for on those
0: yeah I think um you know anytime you have success you gotta you gotta look at why you had success um Mm -hmm. you know what, what were you feeling what did you maybe do that week or um, what have you done with your body that uh, allows you to do that? Or, um, you know, what, what did you see on film? That type of thing. So it's uh, when you have success, trying to recreate that and then trying to add on top of that to make it even more successful, I
3: think. Danny Pinter is our guest offensive lineman for the Indianapolis Colts heading into year three, which is crazy to say. But um, when you evaluate and look at the team in the off season, you know, you, you see free agency kind of. Watching it from afar, you know you see guys like Mark Glowinski and, and Chris Reed leave the team in free agency. Kind of a two-parter: a) how how difficult it, is it from a personal standpoint to see guys go that you were close with, and then secondly, also knowing hey it offers more of an opportunity for you to come in and, and play a bigger role. How do you how do you balance that?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean that's the tough part of this industry. You come close with guys, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's a come and go league for sure. Um, and I mean. I'm extremely grateful for those two guys uh, Glow you know my rookie year he had me in the summer with COVID and all that stuff he had me go in his garage and working out um, I learned a ton from him and Chris Reed last year too like we stayed after practice he was showing me stuff I mean I, I've learned so much from those guys so extremely grateful for them I obviously texted them and that sort of thing but Yeah, like you said, I mean, you're just looking for opportunities in this league and you got to run with them. So, um, you know, I think I got an opportunity right now, but that's all opportunities are what you make of them. So um, really my mindset is just coming here and work every day um, and just trying to make the most of it.
1: Knowing that opportunities ahead, what does it look like for you over the next couple of weeks
0: here at the facility? Yeah, I mean, I I just try to stick to my process, um, you know, and I mean, I keep repeating myself, but it's just it's getting better and being uh, being hard on yourself and what you need to improve on and really coming in and working. I mean, that's you got the time for it now so you better put that time in um so i'm trying not to get get off my process of getting better um i think that's what's Mm -hmm. uh, gotten me to this point and uh that's what i'm gonna stick to
1: you talked about, you know, working with Olin Krutz in the offseason. Now that you're back here, you know, you're getting some more time again with Kevin Mawai, a guy who is a Hall of Fame center. He's actually, you know, got that gold jacket on him. Just over the last year, what have you picked up from him? What sort of wisdom has he
0: imparted on you? Yeah, Kev's awesome. I mean, like you said, you know, he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's got a ton of experience. Um, so he's really good at kind of like tricks of the trade. Um, like he was awesome in those games I was playing in. Uh, you know, how, how would he approach this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, different types of players and that type of thing. Uh, he's he's definitely got a lot of tricks and he's he's seen about everything you can um so you know from that from that standpoint i've learned a ton from him and he's awesome he's a guy that you know you can go to with any question he's probably gonna have an answer
3: and with this offseason workout program starting uh within the offense a new quarterback and matt ryan what are your first impressions of uh of Matty Ice he's
0: awesome he's awesome yeah I've got to talk with him obviously get to know him a little more as as we uh, continue to progress on but I mean just right off the bat you can tell he's, he's a leader and he's been a leader for a long time it's natural for him mm-hmm. um, I think the guys definitely respond well to him right off the bat um, and I think he's going to be an awesome fit for us uh, so excited to get to keep working with him
1: just getting back around your teammates you know getting to you know there's a photo of you just jogging next to Q you know just what has been the the tenor of the conversations you've been having with your teammates back here in the building over the last couple of days
0: yeah just i mean just kind of that mindset of like working for a common goal together i think that's what's awesome i think that's what i mean this is my first year having a normal off season doing this stuff (laughs) which is awesome um but i think you know everyone's on a common goal together and to come in and put that work towards that goal together i think Mm -hmm. is an awesome feeling
1: when was the last time you had a normal locker room set up college
0: yeah definitely feel
1: nice (laughs) 2019
3: Back in the Mac, man, it's crazy. Speaking of that, your rookie season in twenty—that was full-blown COVID. Last year, obviously, you had more restrictions. But what what was the difference? Take me through your rookie season to your sophomore campaign, just in terms of emotion, comfort level, ease, knowing the system. Like, how much easier, quote unquote, was your second season compared to your rookie season?
0: Yeah, I definitely felt a lot more comfortable. Um, and I think it's. Uh, you have a better idea of what your process needs to be like day in and day out and what, um, what you need to work on rookie year kind of just, you're, I mean, you're, doing everything especially you can, in a but, COVID year yeah no in your doubt. rookie year yeah I mean that's that's
3: a short straw you you drew there
0: yeah for sure I mean there's no excuses there or anything but you're definitely <laughs> uh you know you're, you're trying to pick up a lot fast So I think last year I just had a better sense of okay this is what I need to do this is when I come in and this is my what my process needs to be this is how I need to approach this right. um and hopefully that just continues to elevate
3: you ever think about how cool it is that you're having this great NFL career you're a Hoosier and not not that long ago, you're playing tight end at, at South Bend Adams High School, and here you are in the NFL. Do you ever take time to kind of reflect on your journey?
0: I do, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, a, I wouldn't trade it for anything, obviously. You know, I, I love <laughs> love that I'm still in Indiana um, and just you – know, Indiana means a lot to me I've had I wouldn't be where I am without so many people in South Bend Muncie here just the whole state itself so indeed uh, I don't take that for granted at all I'm pretty pretty grateful for it
3: I know we talked about this at the time last year in early November I think it was but take me back to that Jets game or that touchdown (laughs) can we reflect on that a little bit how much a what have you done with the ball since then.
0: Uh, I have the ball. Um, I mean, I just got an apartment, so I, I got it somewhere in there. Uh, <laughs> Come but... on,
3: man! You got to get it doctored up, and
0: yeah, we'll figure something out down the road. But it's there; it's it's taken care of.
3: Do you, do you remember that night? I mean, when you when you secured the catch? I mean, did you realize what had just happened for you? You scored a touchdown in the NFL.
0: Uh, yes and no. I mean, it all happened pretty fast, and it wasn't even really a planned thing. So <laughs> I, I would say it wasn't really until I got home that night and. Finally respond to some texts and stuff like that. But uh that was definitely a cool moment. And you were last
3: so, in the progression, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Barely an option. <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough. Well yeah.
3: and then, then it's on hard knocks, of course, and then it's gonna live on forever in NFL films. I mean it's that's a pretty cool thing, man. Yeah, it really yeah, definitely. Is.
0: No, I'm I something cool to look back on for a long time, I bet.
3: Indeed. Danny Pinter has been our guest. Well, really appreciate the time, man. It's good to see you in person, obviously, uh, not being able to do this the last couple of years. So really appreciate your time, and best of luck the rest of the offseason workout program. Thanks,
2: guys. Appreciate it. I like the young man, mate. and he's a touchdown maker. Let's not forget, he scores in the NFL. (laughs) That's
3: right, yeah. He lined up, tackle eligible. (laughs) Last guy in the progression of the end zone. Went down to a bend and knee. Caught the football. Touchdown against the Jets. Primetime game, Thursday night football. And uh, that's a moment I'm sure he's never going to forget. Converted tight end, guy that can play multiple positions on the offensive line. He's probably the team's backup center as well. He's right. a very valuable piece to this Colts offensive line and the offense in general for that matter.
2: Throw a name in your back pocket, Maytay, a guy that's also going to get, we talked about depth, Will Fries. Liking Will Fries, yeah. what we're seeing out of the second year, man. Yep. Will Fries, keep your keep your uh, your finger on that kid because I know he's going to be playing across the board as well. We're okay in the offensive line department. After this quick timeout, we're going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding Big Q. Quentin Nelson sustained success in the NFL. We're also going to open up the NFL grab bag and discuss the retirement of Rob Gronkowski. Or is it... (laughs) <laughs> or is it? I mean, is he going to be Brett Favre again? We're flip-flopping back and forth. Who knows? But he says he's done playing football. So what is up next for journeyman quarterback, but what a character, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He hung up the cleats a few weeks ago, and we're going to tell you what he's going to be up to this season, which is a little different than the last 10-plus seasons in the NFL. This is The Last Word, 93.5, 5, 107.5, The Fan. I'm Jeffrey Gorman, joined by Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We're coming back with more right after this. <laughs>
0: We talk Colts football every Friday on The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor.
2: Welcome back to The Last Word, 93.5-107.5. 5, 5, the fan, I am Gorman, joined by Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We got single game tickets for the Colts' 2022 home games at Lucas Oil Stadium. They're on sale now. But hold on a second. <laughs> Single-game tickets For the Chiefs game, that's right, KC Chiefs coming into town, and those Pittsburgh Steelers coming down, they're sold out. The only way you can get tickets to those two games, purchasing 2022 season tickets at Colts.com or purchasing a limited number of, get this, standing room only group tickets or obstructed seat group tickets by calling the Colts ticket office at 317-297-7000. There are seats available. You might have to stand for four quarters, which isn't all bad in an NFL game, but (laughs) with the Chiefs and Steelers coming into town, those are going to be hot tickets. For the rest of the home games at Lucas Oil, this season you can get your tickets by heading to Colts.com slash tickets, or just go to Ticketmaster.com. Matt Taylor, you just brought us back with some Spencer Davis group. I wouldn't know Spencer Davis. I know the song, but I I wouldn't know spencer davis if he kicked me in the shin <laughs> well is this a one-hit wonder
3: no no spencer davis uh he was on guitar and then a guy that i'm sure you know well and i, I hope you have a story about him i'm banking on the fact that you have a story on, oh, on give steve, me steve sure. winwood uh the lead oh. singer of the spencer davis group Jive across
2: uh we were touring <laughs> with the grateful dead Okay. Uh, no, that's Bruce Hornsby, not Steve Winwood. Forget it. I got those two mixed up. Damn it, Bruce Hornsby was on Keys with the Grateful Dead, and back in the day, I was on the road with the Black Crows. We supported them on a tour of about five dates of doing stadiums. Uh-huh. And uh, Bruce Hornsby was the guy who was always at the pool, getting ready, having a good time. And uh, <laughs> I just remember him beating out on the road. Bruce Hornsby uh, was the was the uh, Keys player for the Grateful Dead before Jerry Garcia died back in the I'm, day. I'm telling you, man, you're like the
3: Forrest Gump of we're gonna have that Central show, Central Indiana. We need to. We're have gonna that have that show. show. Absolutely. We're gonna have that
2: show. I'm gonna maybe give you over just the Fourth of July. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm gonna. We're just gonna have buzzwords, and I got a story about it. i promise you. <laughs> and the only thing is, it was a it was a big party era of uh, back in my life. So some of the memories, Matt, might be a little bit hazy. But <laughs> I mean, I'm f- telling got you, to the Piece them there, together, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some good stories. I'm telling you. All right, Matt, get your thinking cap on. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, best in the business. Here you go, Colts left guard. Quentin Nelson he's made the Pro Bowl in each of his first four seasons with the Colts out of Notre Dame he became just the second player in team history to accomplish that joining Alan Amici from 55 through 58 who was the last NFL offensive lineman to be named to four consecutive Pro Bowls before Quentin Nelson. And Maytay, I'm going to call this one an easy one because they both came from the same university, and this guy was all everything. He is what Quentin Nelson is now back in the day, and I don't mean not too long ago. Who do you got?
3: All right, so with those hints, I think I know it, um, and I appreciate that. And he's also the pride of Indianapolis and Bishop Chatard High School. Shatard! I hope this is the answer. I'm
2: going with Zach Martin. That's true. The hometown kid, 2014 through 17. Uh, Zach Martin, a pro bowler year in and year out. Quentin yeah. Nelson is also the first Colts player to be selected to four consecutive pro bowls since T.Y. Hilton did it in 2014 through 17. Congrats to the big man. He is the best in the business. He's one of the leaders in the locker room. Slowly becoming one of the greatest to ever play the position. Yeah, I said it. Slowly becoming one of the greatest to play the position in the NFL. He is dominant. And I tell you, nobody gets near the quarterback if you're going to get blocked by Quentin Nelson. You can visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online, post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Real quick on Quentin Nelson. He's a scary dude. Here's what I'm going to say about Q. I like him. And we talk. We have discussion. You pass him in the hallway at the football complex. So, you know, at at the lunch table sometimes like this. But back in the day two years ago, he didn't say anything. Like, he didn't say nothing. He just glared. You know what I mean? He just kind of <laughs> stared and glared at you. And you're like, oh, crap. Did I do something wrong with Big <laughs> yeah. Q? Who's got a, did his I step back off is the his... wrong
3: place? Yeah, did exactly. I? Exactly.
2: And he yeah, kind of looks like... at you, but it's just him. I mean, it's just him. He's kind of low-key. He's focused. He doesn't smile a lot, but he's a real funny guy as well. And, yeah. he, by the way, his back is the size of a garage door. It, it really is. Yes. I'm big, sir. That's what I've always said. It's like the guy's width, <laughs> the guy's girth, his back. From shoulder to shoulder is a garage door. We're lucky to have them the best in the business. Mayte, let's close out the show with the NFL Grab Bag.
0: The NFL never sleeps. This is the NFL Grab Bag on The Last Word.
2: This NFL Grab Bag brought to you by our friends at Meyer, Meyer the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Big Gronk, he has called it quits for the second time. Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski retiring for the NFL at the age of 33. Gronk had previously retired after the 2018 season with the New England Patriots because of injuries. Now, Tom Brady summoned him threw a text message at him and said meet me on the field in tampa (laughs) come out of retirement play for the bucks boom they get the super bowl matt is gronk the first ballot hall of famer is and i'll I'll do one better is rob gronkowski the greatest tight end to ever play the position
3: i gotta say he's come on now arguably
2: arguably the
3: best tight end ever and a first ballot hall of famer yes absolutely and Unfortunately, we have to throw this nugget in, and I know people aren't going to like this, but 8-0 and all time against the Colts. So he, <laughs> he has never he, lost. he was a Colt killer. I mean, whether it was the, the Patriots or the Buccaneers, oh. he was a playmaker. And four-time first-team All-Pro, all-decade yeah. team in the 2010s, He's on the 100th anniversary team all time. I could list his stats and go on and, and bore you with the numbers, but without question, Rob Gronkowski transformed that position, and it's no secret why Tom Brady loved playing with him because of what he could do for that position but also what it meant for the rest of the playmakers on the field because of Rob Gronkowski's presence.
2: I'm saying he's he kind of the mold of that tight end. I mean, it started with Kellen Winslow back in the day where not a great blocker, but put up statistics that were of a wide receiver. That's the same thing with Gronk. He's like oh, that yeah. sort of guy. Not a great blocker, but don't get me wrong. He would block, and he's a giant of a man. But, as far as the offensive skills and things he did to put points on the board, nobody in my eyes comes close. answer is an easy one. First ballot Hall of Famer walks in the first time that he is given the opportunity. Rob Gronkowski, we will see you again in Tampa Bay this year because the phone's going to be ringing, (laughs) and Brady's going to call you and say, let's give it one more shot. You know, you can practice two days a week, that's it, and come out and play on Sunday, something like that. So, my prediction, Gronkowski not done with the NFL. A guy who is done with the NFL may take... Ryan Fitzpatrick, the former quarterback, he's taking his magic touch to the broadcast booth. Amazon Prime Video announced this week that Fitzpatrick, he recently retired at the quarterback position. He played for just about everybody in the NFL other than the Colts. He's joining the streaming service as an analyst for its first season as the exclusive home of Thursday Night Football. Fitzpatrick started for a record nine teams over a 17-year career, and he joins Hall of Fame tight end, another great one, Tony Gonzalez, and All-Pro cornerback Richard Sherman as studio analyst. I can't wait to watch the Thursday night. We oh, got yeah. Gonzalez, we got Sherman, and now we got Fitzpatrick. And for Fitzpatrick is a funny Funny dude, Maytay. This guy's going to be lighting up the broadcast booth.
3: Oh, I agree. It's going to be awesome. That's a great lineup, and you're exactly right. I mean, Fitzpatrick is succinct. He's funny. This is a home run. He's he's one of my favorite players off the field because he just doesn't take himself too serious. He's, he, he's respected the game. He's played at a high level. He certainly maximized his talent. He did everything that he could for the teams that he was on, but he was self-deprecating. I mean, the, the post-game interviews... Those press conferences were they were epic. I mean he is a funny, funny guy and he's gonna bring levity to that that studio show with Tony Gonzalez and Richard Sherman and provide a little bit of a different angle that I think a lot of those other shows don't have.
2: Amazon Prime, Thursday nights. Be ready for it again. Tony Gonzalez, Richard Sherman, and the newly retired Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want to thank you, Mayte. Thanks for sitting around with me for a while, talking Colts football on a Friday night. Don't forget this weekend is going to be a hot one. So Mayte, get this sprinkler on in the front yard. Get the banana bat out with the (laughs) wiffle ball. Play some (laughs) wiffle ball with the kids. Run through the sprinkler like you did back in the day, will you?
3: Uh, That's already on the agenda. I think that's going on (laughs) right now, actually, in the backyard when I get home. So I'll have to... uh partake in those festivities, and uh, have a great weekend coming up, and I'll talk to you in the flesh coming up next week. That
2: is Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. I am Goreman. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We'll be back with you next week. we got some surprises coming up. we got Jim Ursay news coming up next week. His uh, touring event, the Jim Ursay Collection, is making its way around the nation, and I am lucky enough to be a part of that. I'll bring you some more stories next week about where we're headed to next and what has happened so far. This is the last word on 93.5. 107.5, 1075 Demand. For Casey Valier, for Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, I am Gore Man. Coming up next on ESPN Radio, we got Spade and Fitz. We'll talk to you next week.